A lot of people get stuck with saying this over and over and over and over again. And this is why it keeps them trapped in doing the same stuff over and over and over again. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. River Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Welcome back. And I just want to say a massive thank you before we get started to all those who have been sharing this podcast with their friends, with their family, with their work colleagues, who have been sharing it on social media. You all fucking rock. We had a bit of a shitstorm where there was a few things that blocked our ability to share this podcast with a heap of people. And so that's been sorted now, but it was pretty cool to know that our numbers kept going up and up and up, which means a lot of you are sharing this podcast and getting it out there. So I love being part of this community, a bunch of people that are driven to achieve more, which we call the Driven Mofos. So, you know, I just want to say thank you very much, Driven Mofos, for everything that you're doing for this podcast and getting this information out to more people. So, and also for those who keep rating the podcast, reviewing the podcast, on whatever platform you're on, I really do appreciate it. All right, let's get into today's podcast where we are talking about one of the things that keeps most people trapped and they don't even know it. It's just like most patterns. Now, Carl Jung, the famous psychiatrist said, until the unconscious becomes conscious, it will rule your life and you'll call it fate. Now, if you keep doing what you've always done and you're not getting the results that you want, it's probably because you have a bunch of unconscious patterns that you're unaware of and so you keep doing what you've always done. Now, if we remember back, for those of you who have been to our Thrive Time event or for those of you who have seen any of my webinars or anything like that, you might wanna jump across to our YouTube channel, type in Michael Mojo 00 on YouTube, make sure you smash that subscribe button, but I do a talk on this, where when we look at behaviors, essentially behaviors are normally driven from emotional states. Those emotional states are normally driven from changes in our biochemistry, whether it's our hormones or whether it's our neurochemistry, but then from there, our thoughts essentially drive those patterns or our perceptions. So our perceptions drive changes in our chemicals within our body, which we could call, you know, hormones, neuropeptides, and so on. They then give us certain feelings. So we either become more stimulated or we become, I guess you could say, suppressed in certain hormones or chemicals. But then that drives us to feel a certain way. So if, for instance, if we have a fear response, so if someone throws a snake in the room and you grew up with the perception that snakes are bad, we're not saying all snakes are bad, we're not even saying snakes are bad, but some people have a belief that snakes are dangerous. Other people don't believe that, hence why they go up and they pick them up and they catch them and so on. So you can have two different people with two different perceptions from what they were told growing up. Now, many people who have a fear of snakes have actually never really been around snakes. They just have a fear because they were told when they were younger that snakes are bad. So that's a perception. That perception, let's say we throw a snake in the room, the perception triggers neurochemical changes and chemical changes within the body. That says, get the fuck out of here. And so it triggers a flight, fight, or freeze response. And that is a whole bunch of chemical changes that are happening within the body. That feeling that we get of having too much adrenaline and cortisol or insulin is a stress response. And we feel stressed. So those feelings or the emotions that we have come from the perception originally and it changes the chemical state of the body. Then from there, we tend to act on how we feel. Now, when we act on how we feel, it reinforces a perception. So we have this cycle or this cyclical nature of things. And so a lot of the time people get stuck in that cycle where they think a certain way that triggers the certain chemicals. Those chemicals over time, if we keep triggering them over and over again, become imbalanced, that triggers certain behaviors. Those behaviors then reinforce the thought process or the perception, which then triggers the chemicals. 
Those chemicals make us feel a certain way. Those feelings then drive our behaviors and so on. And it just keeps looping over and over and over again. Now, this here we call a habit. That habit can also be called an addiction. So when someone's addicted to something, it's normally a habit that keeps getting reinforced over and over and over again. I can go into that deeper in another podcast. But there is a pattern of behavior that a lot of people have that they don't even realize they have that keeps them stuck in stressing about time. And that is busyness. So a lot of people say things like, I'm so busy, I'm too busy, I'm so busy. And then they run around and they act busy because they keep telling themselves that they're busy. Remember the perception drives the chemicals, the chemicals then drives the feeling, the feeling then drives the behavior. So the more that they keep telling themselves that they're busy and reinforcing that thought, the more it gives them an adrenaline response or a stress response where they run around like crazy. The more that they do that, the more they act like they're busy, the more they act like they're busy, the more it reminds them that they're busy. And so it keeps triggering that thought process. That thought process triggers the chemicals. The chemicals then trigger the feeling. The feeling then triggers the behavior. The behavior reinforces the thought and so on. And so we have this loop that keeps going. And so you can see people for 30 years running around going, I'm so busy. Now they've been busy for 30 years. The question is, what have they achieved? So just because someone's busy doesn't mean that they're getting anywhere. If you're stuck in the mud in your car and you put your foot flat on the gas, just because the wheels are spinning and you're going flat out and burning a lot of fuel, it doesn't mean that you're getting anywhere. Anyone who's into car racing knows that if the wheels spin, you start to lose traction. When you lose traction, you don't move as fast as what you could if the wheels weren't spinning. Now, most people in their life just sit there spinning their wheels and they're going flat out and you ask them, what are you doing? They're like, I got so much shit to do, I'm so busy and they run around, but they're not really getting anywhere because they don't stop and ask themselves better questions. And I used to be like this. My mum is like this. A lot of my family members are like this, where they all run around and they all say they're extremely busy, but some of them aren't getting the results that they want. Not all of them, but some of them. Now for me, I used to do this in business where I would get up early in the morning and I would go flat out all day. And at the end of the day, I go, wow, I got so much to do still tomorrow. And then I wake up and I got so much to do. After a while though, all I wanted was rest. And so I would get to a point where my brain was just occupied with rest, relaxation, holidays, telling myself how burnt out I was. And so my energy after a short period of being busy would burn out and then I would burn out. But I kept having this cycle of reminding myself how busy I was so that then I would get back to being busy because I wasn't focused on being productive. So if you're busy all the time, then you need to stop and ask yourself, am I being productive? Am I being effective? Am I achieving the results that I want? Or am I just going flat out because it gives me this huge adrenaline pump and this spike of dopamine, these chemical changes in the body which make me feel good? Because sometimes people that are really busy are really unproductive. Sometimes people seem to be really lazy but are super productive. And I see this happen in corporate business. You might have the CEO that sits at the top. They go out to lunch. They have wines. They have beers. They eat food. They connect with people. They might be flying around the place. And then you get lower level employees that might be working on a production line. And they look at the boss and they go, what a lazy bastard. All he does is just sit there all day in his office, on his high chair, tell us that we're not doing stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then they complain about the boss that never works or never seems to be doing anything. But the thing is that what he's doing or what she's doing, depending on you know who it is, they're essentially trying to figure out all the bits of the jigsaw puzzle that need to work in order to make something effective. So when they do make a big decision, that big decision has to be super effective and everything needs to be productive in order to achieve an outcome. The low level staff member might see that that person's not running around like crazy and doesn't seem to be stressed out all the time. 
Whereas the big high level boss is actually thinking very well. So when they do do something, they're super productive and they achieve a lot. And this is why you get people like Elon Musk out there who makes big decisions and gets big results. Now I would assume that he's a busy dude as well and he's also super productive. But there are a lot of people out there that are super busy and very unproductive. And they're not getting the results that they want in life. They're not achieving the things that they want. And so for those people, which remember, I used to be one of those people, you need to stop. Okay, and that's hard because for me, I felt guilty. When I stopped, I was like, shit, I'm not gonna achieve anything. I'm not getting anywhere in life. You know, I'm lazy, I'm a piece of shit, I'm worthless. And if I sat around for a couple of days, those vicious thoughts or those vicious voices inside my head would go crazy. And so what I had to do was I had to work through them and balance them out. This is a lot of the stuff that I teach at Thrive Time. But I had to balance out those voices so that I could rest. Because I also know that based on me resting, that was how I was more productive. Because when I would rest, even though I was physically resting, I was mentally becoming more aware. I was mentally thinking through things. I was mentally being more effective and more productive in my thought processes, which meant that the following week I would get better results because I knew what I needed to do. And so there's a lot of people out there who work really, really hard and then they go and get pissed on the weekend. That then dulls your brain. So you're less effective. Your ability to get back up to your high level of productivity because your liver isn't functioning as effective as what it could because it's, it's had to work flat out to try and get rid of a toxin, which is alcohol, out of the system. So your energy will be low. You might have some brain fog and things like that. There's a whole bunch of reasons why that happens. Your sleeping patterns, normally if you have alcohol, you don't get as effective deep sleep. So your body's not recovered as well. And so if you're working really, really hard and you're extremely busy throughout the week, then you go and get pissed and drink a lot on the weekends then don't be surprised if the following week, if your productivity drops even less. And so over time, most people just have these patterns of behavior that keep them stuck. When if they actually were able to rest on the weekend without feeling guilty or without beating themselves up, they would probably be able to achieve more the following week, which would be great for them. And so really everything comes back to productivity and effectiveness, not busyness. So what I would suggest moving forward is if anyone's listening to this and you're sitting there and you're going, shit, I'm one of those people that are busy all the time. First of all, the first thing that I had to do was to not feel guilty about resting and realize that rest is productive time. And so I know now when I go to bed early and I get good quality sleep at nighttime, my productivity increases the following day. I know that when I train hard and exercise every day, that normally, providing I get good sleep, my productivity goes up the following day. I'm better at making decisions, I'm more effective, I'm more efficient, I don't get caught up in bullshit, and I'm not emotional. So that definitely increases my productivity. When I eat well, I'm more productive. So I tend to try to eat as best as I can so that then I don't get caught up in waking up in the morning, feeling tired and lethargic. Then I've got to start getting work done. I don't know what I'm doing. I've got brain fog, all of that stuff. That doesn't work. That doesn't help anybody. So the first thing that I had to do was balance out the guilt and neutralize it. The second thing that I had to do was to look at all the patterns of behavior and all the thought processes that allowed me to be more effective and more productive throughout my day so that I don't need to be busy, I need to be productive. And sometimes productivity comes in rest, it comes in thinking, it comes in researching, it doesn't always come in just running around like an absolute idiot, looking like you're busy. For most people who do that, they're just trying to show others how busy they are so that other people can acknowledge the work that they're putting in. That's it. They're just trying to prove that I'm a productive member of society Look how much I'm doing. But at the end of the day, no one gives a shit. They give a shit about the results that you produce. So, you know, when you've got an amazing house, an amazing lifestyle, and you can travel and live the way that you want, and you've got amazing kids, and you spend quality time with them, and you're building great quality relationships, people see that. When you run around like a goose, people just know that you're erratic. That's it. And a lot of people do it. 
Okay, and I just see it so common in our society. How, how you been? Oh, I'm so busy. Works flat out, man, works flat out. Yeah, cool. If you've got a growing business, it's always gonna be flat out. And if your business is contracting, you're probably gonna be flat out as well. So it's always flat out, it never changes. And if you're a productive member of society, then you're probably always gonna be flat out. Now there's something called Parkinson's law and Parkinson's law states that the amount of time and space you give for something to be achieved is the amount of time and space it takes to achieve that thing. Let's say you've got to clean the shed. You've got two weeks of holidays. So I'm gonna clean the shed. But what I'll do is I will waste as much time as I possibly can until the time frame that I know in my own head that I've unconsciously predicted it will take to clean the shed. So if you've got 14 days on holiday and you know that you need to clean the shed, but in your head you start calculating unconsciously that it's only gonna take you two days to clean the shed. Guess when you're gonna clean the shed? You're gonna clean it on day 13 and day 14. So that by the time you go back to work, you go, I got it done. So the truth is that everyone leaves everything to the last minute. That's why you need to probably go back and listen to other podcast episodes that I've done where I talk about time management. Because you wanna jam your calendar with as much shit as you can possibly jam in there every day. And then when it's time to rest, rest. When you need time to think through things, book it in your calendar. When you need time to just chill out, book it in your calendar. But don't leave empty space. Because empty space is always filled with something because we will spend every second that we have available in some way, shape or form. So every day we get 24 hours. At the end of the 24 hours, that bucket is empty and then we fill it up with stuff that we wanna do. So if we have 24 hours and you get eight hours sleep, you put eight hours in that bucket. That leaves you with 16 hours of empty space that needs to be filled. And you'll fill it. You'll fill it with television, you'll fill it with stress, you'll fill it with drama, You'll fill it with guilt. You'll fill it with low productivity, low priority tasks that just make you run around like a crazy person. You'll fill it up with whatever you can fill it up, but you've got to use all of those 16 hours at the end of the day. And then that bucket gets emptied again. You fill up your 24 hours again. That's how it works. So when people say, you know, I just need more free time, you'll never get fucking free time. Okay, it's a myth. But if you need rest time, just book it in your calendar. If you need time to think, book it in your calendar. If you need time to read, book it in your calendar. If you need time to go to the gym, book it in your calendar. Book that time out. I book everything in my calendar. If I've got to drive somewhere, I calculate, okay, it's gonna take me 45 minutes to get there. I'll book out an hour of drive time and I'll book it in my calendar. If not, that time gets wasted and I will leave things to the last minute. I'll jam shit in there that I've left to the last minute. Then I'll run around like a crazy person and do dumb shit. That's how people operate. So instead of being busy, be productive. Make sure you set timeframes effectively, put it in your calendar. Most days I readjust my calendar two to three times a day. Because if something else takes a little bit longer than what I think it will, then I just adjust my calendar. I don't get stressed about it. I don't freak out about it. I don't run off of a to-do list because to-do lists are fucking stupid because all that happens is you just keep adding more and more shit to the list. Normally, if you've got a big list, it will overwhelm you and will create anxiety. So for a lot of people, they wake up in the morning, look at their to-do list, and the first thing that they wanna do is get as much shit off of that list as they can. So they're gonna do the easiest task first. Has nothing to do with productivity has nothing to do with achieving anything. They will feel like they're achieving because they've done a lot. And at the end of the day, they go, wow, I've done so much. But you haven't produced anything. Okay, you might just be doing tasks that are of low value. If you know how to understand your values and what makes you productive, then from there, at the end of the day, you might've done one task, but you've smashed the ball out of the ballpark. And I always use the analogy of a baseball player with our team. There are some players who get up and their job is to hit the ball and run to the first base. Then they run from the first base to the second base. Then they run from the second base to the third base and then eventually to the third base home. But they have to do a lot of running. Then you have that one player 
They just sit in the dugout, they're chilled out, they don't stress too much. They walk out maybe five minutes before they're about to bat. They move their arms around, they stretch a little bit, then they grab the bat, sort of feel the weight of it, and then they step up to the plate. The pitcher pitches them the ball, they smash it out of the ballpark. One hit, bang, straight out the ballpark. And then they just casually cruise around the base, and then they get home, and then they go sit back in the dugout. So you have to choose how you want to live. Are you a person that wants to run flat out in between the bases and burn a lot of energy? Or are you the star player that steps up and you get one pitch and you knock the ball out of the fucking ballpark and you just walk around? The most productive people are normally those who are walking and just cruising through life. They're not those who are just going flat out all the time. There's a great interview between Warren Buffett and Bill Gates. And Bill Gates was always busy. And Warren Buffett showed Bill Gates his daily schedule. And in there, there was only one or two appointments each day. And what Warren Buffett does is he knows that he spends five to six hours a day just researching and studying the markets. That's all he does. And he essentially wakes up and does the same thing every morning. Gets up, gets out of bed, has a shower, puts on his same suit that he's had for 30 or 40 years, gets in the same car that he's had for the last 20 years, drives to McDonald's, gets his burger or gets his breakfast, and then drives to work. And he does that every day, the same thing. Leaves work at five o'clock, goes home, and then just rests. Because he gets paid based on how effective his thinking is, not how busy he is. And so for some of you out there, if you're a business owner, you get paid on how effective you are, not how busy you are. And so the more effective you can be and the more effective you're making staff and the more you're thinking about things that could go wrong and could go right, the more money you're probably gonna make. If you're running around like a goose and doing all the work in the business, and this normally happens in startup businesses, if you do that, what will happen is you normally have non-productive staff or unproductive staff, and the majority of your work is on your shoulders. And at the end of the week, you go, oh, I'm so fucked. I've been working so hard, you know, and then you'll complain about how shit staff are and how non-effective they are and blah, blah, blah. But it's because you keep doing everything. You pride yourself on how busy you are. You're not priding yourself on how productive everyone else is in your team, which is great leadership. Great leadership is making sure that your staff are effective, not you being effective. Anyway, I hope that helps Driven Mofos. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, a massive thank you to all of those who have rated and reviewed the podcast. Also to all of those who have joined our No BS Business Facebook groups or No BS Business Hacks Facebook group as well. It's free. It's awesome to see more and more people joining that group and getting a lot of value out of it. So I really do appreciate each and every one of you. And thanks for just being a part of the Driven Mofo community of driven people that want more out of life and want to better themselves. It's hard to do that in a world full of mediocrity where everyone is trying to pull each other down to go back to average. I want this community to be a community of people who celebrate other people's achievements by doing cool shit in life, whatever that looks like to you. So I just want to say a massive thank you to each and every one of you for being part of this community, for sharing the podcast, and also for bringing more people into the community. So anyway, massive thank you. Have a great day. Keep kicking ass, and I look forward to seeing you back on here again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Take care. Peace out. Peace out.